Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And happy weekend to you. Welcome in. This is our Fantasy Sports Today weekend edition here for you on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. We broadcast for you not only 24 hours during the week, but also give you a little bit of a look back of the week uh, on the weekend as well. We'll have our sports birthdays from Saturday and Sunday. We've got a big one, Joe, mm. for, uh, for, uh, for today, for Saturday. And, uh, yes. Yeah, could be. Yes. Yep. Just could be. Could mm. be one of the bigger ones happening this weekend. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, it was an interesting week. We're starting to, you know, get a little bit more clarity on what's going to happen mm-hmm. in sports. I yep. think that that's that's it. Definitely seems like we're trending in that direction. I don't know that this time next week we'll be knowing exactly where we're going to be. And right. of course, we'll have the NFL draft to talk about. But I feel like we are getting closer. And with the PGA Tour this past week, sort of reviewing what happened, the PGA Tour has kind of like this idea of a schedule. Uh, there was a report uh, yesterday also, Joe, that NASCAR wants to start racing, not with any fans, but wants to start racing back on the track again in May. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a month away, too. I feel like we're we're going to have some of that back next month, which is certainly exciting. We want everybody to be safe as well. But I think for those of you who are watching this show and clamoring for sports and clamoring for fantasy sports and for you, Joe, clamoring for gambling, I think a, we- a month from now we're going to probably have some. You know what it is, too? Um, I thought it was a great week from the standpoint of A. We had a lot of politicians, and I don't care, independent, under the bed, left, right, doesn't really make a damn bit of difference. Uh, They all seem to be taking the same tone about, yes, you know, sports, we're we're absolutely working to bring that back along with everything else. But I thought uh, the darling of infectious diseases there, Dr. Fauci right now, who everyone, you know, has basically looked up to when he came out this week and said, yeah, sports can absolutely come back. Here's what's got to happen. You know, when that kind of support from the top is going to make these billionaire owners and commissioners feel a lot better about having that kind of coverage and that kind of support, because it's real, it's dicey being the first one to be back. You know that. Yeah, and I think that, look, they're they're sort of handling it the right way, taking their time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about this two weeks ago. We thought we'd have a little bit more clarity. I mm-hmm. honestly thought we'd have a little more clarity than we have right now. But it just just goes to show the nature of this. In fact, uh, yesterday there was a conference call with the managers of Major League Baseball mm-hmm. and the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. And a lot of them commented to The Athletic essentially saying that there really isn't a lot of clarity, not really sure what's going to happen. And then, uh, interestingly enough, you know, there's a lot of belief that's moving forward at this time, Joe, with the NFL. And I think that next week at this time, we'll probably have a lot more clarity on what the NFL's plan is, mm-hmm. because, of course, they're going to be interviewed and inundated with questions from people like us about the draft. But everything seems to be trending toward sports, but sports without fans. That seems to be at least kind of how we're headed. But what is interesting is that there's some hope that baseball mm-hmm. would have fans potentially in let's say you know july august or september but yet they're talking about the nfl maybe playing without no fans too so i don't i don't think anybody really has a full grasp on uh, what could end up happening here i certainly hope that fans are allowed back in i hope media is allowed back in too but you know what, whatever's best to keep people safe i guess at this point is is the way to go i find it <clears throat> i find it interesting too because uh, i know um ABC, uh, ABC News, a, a lot of news organizations actually uh, reported that, you know, everybody, they've been more and more testing, but more and more of that antibody testing um, that they have been doing right. uh, about people who have had it, maybe didn't know they had it, you know, have the antibodies. And apparently that testing is going to the point that this has been so widespread that the amount of people who have actually had the coronavirus over the last four months has been, you know, they're talking six, seven, eight times what we anticipated. So that number goes up, everything else goes down. So then all of a sudden it's a lot more manageable um, than what was absolutely first thought. So that's a little bit closer to getting people in a stance. 
Yeah, I, I think so, and and I think we're all hopeful of that. But I think most, you know, most importantly, we're hopeful of being able to watch some on TV. Oh yeah. And and I think and I think there'll be some. I I think that May is going to provide us something. I'm not mm -hmm. sure exactly what, but I, I feel like we're at least you know kind of trending in that direction for sure. And uh, you know, a couple of other stories we covered during the week was Mike Trout of the Los Angeles mm -hmm. Angels essentially saying that he didn't want to be quarantined for four months without having a chance to see his baby. Uh, and and see the birth of his baby. It's I find it so interesting that it, it's like a very easy divide for the people who have had opinions on this one. Now that I've seen it happen in the last forty eight right. hours, like anybody with kids is like, yes, of course, that's that's the route you right. should have. Anybody without kids is like, ah, it's just a unique situation, or ah, it probably won't happen a lot. It's like, <laughs> I mean, you really don't be really, like, well, Garrett Cole's yeah. kids do too in the right. summer. You know, it's like. Yeah, and I mean, then, you know, listen, there's don't... also a percentage of the wives are like, oh, no, no, you go. Like, you go. You No, we'll be here. You go. We'll be fine. There's definitely going to be like, ooh, can you, you got to go. Like, go to work. We're okay. We'll be fine. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, it's coming, Hamels, though. So I they're going to have to make a decision. Good, right? Some point they're going to have to make a decision. Yeah, I think Cole <laughs> Hamels uh, said that he'd be good, right? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> he'd be good. I'm, re good I'm ready message to go. for him to send, right? Exactly. His I'm wife's ready probably to go. reading it going, what the? So oh, true. It's <laughs> great. Yep, it's so coming. We're, we're, uh, we're less than a week from the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. Now the, the nonsense is coming in fast yep. and furious, Joe. It's like, man, if you are on Twitter yeah. and you're a social media like addict, this mm -hmm. is like your time. It feels like NBA free agency almost to a degree. Yep. And it's like, which team is going to take this guy? And they're not taking him. Right. And it's just, I mean, these rumors are just flying now. And and it kind of reminds me of this every year. You get to the point where you're less than a week out. Teams are making their final decisions on the players. And I think that there was an interesting quote. I forget. I apologize that I forget who posted it. But uh, I think it may have been Ian Rappaport. I'm not sure. But he said, or somebody said that a couple of GMs had said that the media on on the mock drafts this year is the mm -hmm. most off that they've ever been on at in any other time for yep. a draft. So if that plays out, Joe, that could create some good finances on your end too. I'm curious to see this one yep. and see what happens because I just can't take it, man. I log on and it's uh, like the Chargers are taking a quarterback. They're not taking a quarterback. Dolphins are taking Tua. No, they're taking Herbert. Maybe Burrow doesn't get taken first. It's like, what? Like, how did we even get down to this road? Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing to me too because we've been, we've kind of gotten the gamut, and the, and I just I still find it amazing that nobody's really talking about the guys at the top and with Burrow and what's he gonna be like. I mean, everything is just so well. Two is this, or two is that. Well, they make now the Giants are open for business. Detroit's open up for. Who isn't open for business? Like, they're all answering the phones. I just don't know that they're going to do anything, but they may answer the phone if it rings. Yeah, I mean, you have, I mean, all the GMs say the same thing. You're not doing your job if you don't right. answer the phone. You're not doing your job if you don't listen. But at this point, and listen, I'll, I'll probably change my opinion, but I gave <laughs> you my times. opinion two weeks ago, and I'm, not, I'm sticking with it that the Dolphins are still taking Tua, and that's the end of the story. Yeah. And Liz, I'm this could now, be one of the boringest drafts. Not changing. This could be one of the boringest drafts we've seen in a long time because really? nobody's willing to take that leap of faith. They're just going to go. They're going to go straight up. Best player on the board at the time, fill the needs, and that's going to be the end of it. Nobody's going to try and leverage anything. They're just going to stay put because they really haven't had the time with doctors and physicals and everything else along those lines. Or it could just be throw all caution in the wind, and there's 300 trades on the first night. I mean, it could. Uh, and I think the first night will tell us everything we need to know about how the rest of the draft is going to go. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yep. It feels that way. Uh, CBS reported yesterday, Joe, that the one, about the Wonderlick test. Uh, have you, are you a big, like, how guys do on the Wonderlick? Is that important to you at all? No. 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 Some guys are idiots. It's just uh, doesn't have, really. Have, uh, do you ever take a, a mock Wonderlick? Did you ever do that? I think they posted that one year. I don't remember. They why, did. Yeah, we. Ago. You can get it online too. I think we did it one time on uh, on one of the radio shows. We had uh, oh, you done did? it. Yeah, and then we just were like, How did yeah. You do? We were terrible. I mean, we were we were really? like, who answers these questions? Like, who cares? Like uh, about any of this? And 
You know, listen, some of the guys that have nailed that test turned out to be some of the worst quarterbacks ever. So I, I just think they're looking for reasons to, uh, to either support you or to tear you down one or the other. Yeah, the report is, is that uh, Tua had the lowest Wonderlick test for all quarterbacks. Great. <laughs> Could you imagine so a GM explaining? Does that essentially mean that the, yeah. so the Dolphins basically released that, right? They're right. the ones who told everybody that so they can take him at the spot so yep. he, yep. they, he goes to them, right? Yeah, we were going to take Andrew Luck, but, oh, that Wonderlick test really. Just, like, I, I, What's like, the no. point? No idea. Absolutely yeah. no idea what that has to do with figuring out a fade pattern. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, has anything ever been proven from a bad wonderlick or a good no. wonderlick? It's like instead of posting the the uh, results from the guys this year, why not go back in years past, the last ten years, and see how exactly. they've done based on yeah, on, exactly uh, on high or low salary. Um, Never seen anybody ESPN. go. Oh, I wish he would have answered that question differently. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Didn't write his name nicely. Oh yeah, it's it's right. I don't think he his analytics were just not good on that. Like I, you know, I, I just um, I really do find that many teams are just looking for a reason to either pass and give that reason why they pass, or they'll ask you the stupidest questions in the world at the combine. We get those every year. Uh, you know, Jeff Ireland was you know classic with that, asking just the most absurd questions ever to players. I remember that one. Yeah. I think everybody does too. You're allowed yeah. to talk about that on the air? Yeah, I, you know. And it was Dez. Was it Dez or it was Blackman? It was one of the wide receivers from Oklahoma State. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, mm. you know, to keep it rated PG, but an interesting story percolated in the last 24 hours about uh, Joe Buck, uh, announcer, was offered a million dollars, Joe, to broadcast 25 different adult video scenes. Yes. Did you see this? Yep. Yep. That's good the way you kept that. Turned uh, it down. Yes, he did. Yes, uh, he's still worried about the image, I believe. But um, he is obviously Joe, have very you put hopeful. Your name in there for that? Absolutely. Uh, if he was, I guess he's How still much hopeful. How would you do it for? Oh, I don't know, hundred bucks. That'd be good to go. Just you, you can save a <laughs> couple of hundred. No, nah, we're good to go. You got to be can it be worth the last just alone trying to do that play by play? Oh my word! Play by play. I think you know. Color commentary. A million dollars? I don't get it. What's the... I, 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 like, how many does he have to do? Like, a whole, uh... 25. Oh. Well, see, I mean, after you've done, like, the first three, you, you basically, you know, you can just, uh, you can riff after that because it's always going to be the same description one way or the other. You're good. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, just get, they can just repeat. Just put them on repeat. It'd be good to go, man. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I, just, I just don't understand how they can afford to. I mean, it tells you something about the adult video industry, man. I mean, they yeah. must be doing oh, very well. A million now. dollars? Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. But nobody, nobody, no, no. It's a, nobody ever watches porn. Why? It's a billion dollars. So why don't, why, don't, why don't we find out, like, how to get involved? Maybe you and I could do, like, a play-by-play -play together. Uh, we can do this, absolutely. Yeah. I'd have to be in person, though. Like, I, I wouldn't feel right if I was just watching it and you, doing you voiceover. You really have to have that. I'd have to, yeah. yeah you got to be you're a, you're a method actor, Joe. Right, exactly, actor. right. I need, to, I need to get the motivation. I need to feel it around me. So, yeah, uh, I think that would be a much better way to do it. Mic is up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I could get away with that one. Light a couple of candles here, guys. We're good. I'd have to do it from a, <laughs> I'd have to do, uh, practice social distancing. Yeah, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Put us up in the booth. We're good, man. We just get us a booth, and we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, it's just, to me, I just keep going back to that number. And to think oh, that, million that, bucks. I mean, look, for Joe Buck, a million dollars is, is still, I would still guess it's a lot of money to him, even though he's wow. got millions I mean, of dollars. But. Listen, I, I, you'd be hard-pressed to find something I wouldn't do for a million dollars, but uh, that would definitely not, yeah, I, I wouldn't have a hard time yeah. saying yes and shaking my head to that, so... But well, listen, Joe, they're looking for other options, Joe. So good. I know people were sending um, their own tapes to him and and saying, "Would uh, would he please do it?" Because he did that one of the first that weeks, I right? Heard. Yes. Yeah. So people were yes. just you that know, give a finger, take an arm. Like my word, yeah. that's uh, you ruined the good thing we could have got from Joe Buck. Okay, let's move on to more serious notes. We go from adult films back to the coronavirus. Uh, 
yesterday. <laughs> uh, Von Miller releases his statement. Von Miller, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, maybe you're just watching this show for sports wagering, which is fine. Mm. But Von Miller uh, did test positive and is asking people to take this very seriously. Now, had this happened to Von Miller a month ago, Joe, this would have been the biggest story in the world. Right. And it's interesting when you think about it, because the way that we really humanized this whole thing was through a series of, of events at night and during mm -hmm. the day with basketball games being canceled, Rudy Gobert, um, you know, testing positive, having mm -hmm. that game canceled, and then Tom Hanks that night. And it's ironic that Von Miller is about as big a name defensively in the NFL and a future Hall of Famer, but it's not getting the same sort of attention because we all know now at this point that, you know, some people do recover pretty quickly from this. And so it just shows you how scared we were a month ago as opposed to now. And, of course, we're all rooting for a full health and, um, and getting back on the football Absolutely. field for Von Miller. But it just shows you the difference, right, how far we've come in a month. If this happened a month ago, oh, my gosh, we'd be talking about this for two hours. Well, and again, it was all about it wasn't necessarily the virus. It was the perception of the virus. Yeah. And now we've kind of as fast as it's come in, we're, we're starting to get to that point now where more data or testing really starting to show us that it's um, it's not nearly as lethal as we were led to believe, and uh, that some of these numbers, in fact, are showing that guys, we this is there's an inherent risk in everything we do, guys. And there was before the coronavirus, there always will be after. So perception is really what's going to get us back in those stands. Well, obviously, um, a lot of lives were lost, so I don't I don't know how far I'd go with that, but I yep. certainly feel. Um, you know, very bad and um, you know, the weirdest, the weirdest month in our lives for sure. That's just, uh, you know, there is ridiculous. But again, you're not going to you just can't keep people hold up because we want to get a vaccine or, you know, not that, forever. But I think a nope. little more wouldn't help, wouldn't hurt. Sorry. Well, I don't think we're really talking until September anyway. Right. I mean, I, I think, you know, we're not nobody's going to be in stands right away. None of that is going to happen. I don't think I, I that's don't, I don't think so. until the fall. So. I don't, I don't think know. Look, I, don't, I don't know where we're headed. I mean, mm. we're definitely headed somewhere new. But, you know, again, I'm thinking of you know, summer camps and, you know, I got a lot I'd of be shocked league. if you July gotta... comes and people are, they've got 10,000 people at a baseball. I'd be shocked to see oh, that. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. All right. Uh, coming up next, things to do when you have your birthday during the pandemic. I can certainly speak about Ooh. that. And we'll tackle that next. We've got this day in fantasy sports for the weekend and also fantasy sports birthdays. That's coming up next year on the weekend edition of Fantasy Sports Today right here on Sports Grid. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. And this is our weekend edition of the show. So essentially, to take you a little bit behind the curtain, Joe and I do this show for Saturday and for Sunday. But Saturday in uh, in my household, Joe, turns out to be a very special day. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Uh, but this day in fantasy sports, we're going to take care of the 18th and the 19th of April. So without further ado, are you ready to take a turn down memory lane? I am so ready for this. Let's do it. All right. All right, so let's start off with April 18th, ninth, uh, in 1987, Mike Schmidt hits uh, home run number 500. Now, I don't know if you remember the video of that, Joe, but the reason why it sticks out in some people's minds is because Schmidt was, like, pumping his fist all running around the bases and doing, yep. like, yeah, like, if, like when he hit that number 500, I guess— I think he was waiting on it for a few days or something like that, and then he yep. ended up hitting it. But if you go back and you look at the video, you can see he's kind of like running around the bases all real excited after hitting his 500th home run. Love it. Um, yeah. The uh, second one there, uh, Joe Montana retired in 1995, and a lot of people are comparing this Joe Montana 
uh, situation to Tom Brady, Joe. Do you think it's the same? You think you think this is similar? Where uh, you know, I mean, the thing for me is that if I'm not mistaken, in San Francisco, Joe Montana sort of got pushed out by Steve Young. Yes, he did. And there's really no Steve Young in New England, but it is you know somewhat similar that Brady now has to kind of. I guess, start a new legacy mm -hmm. in Tampa Bay. Montana, while he didn't win a Super Bowl with Kansas City, did have, I believe, a phenomenal comeback with them at one yes. point with a minute to go. I think he brought them all the way back in a playoff game. But are, are there similarities in this, or do you, you see it differently? Depends on how he does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it'll be interesting. Very You're right, the similarity between that where the, the kind of team the Chiefs wore prior to him getting there, kind of team that... Tampa Bay was, obviously, prior to getting here. It'll be interesting to see, but I, we all know we've seen it, Craig. That cliff falls rather quickly, man, with father it time. Really, yeah. It's not going to take 16 games to figure it out, I'll tell you that. No, and, and look, it's amazing to think as good as uh, the next guy that we're going to talk about was when he made the switch from yeah. Indianapolis to Denver. Mm -hmm. uh, Peyton Manning was the first overall pick in 1998, and Joe brings up an excellent point because... Peyton Manning is a superstar, Hall of Famer, didn't have to play a single game with the Denver Broncos, but of course he missed a year. They draft Andrew Luck, they move him to Denver. He's breaking all kinds of quarterback records with the Broncos. Yep. In his first year there, he was like grading out as the number two fantasy guy in the whole entire season. I think he threw for like 50-something touchdowns. And within two years, Joe, he's done. done. Like He's just done. Can't yep. throw the ball anymore. Yep. And, and yeah, I mean, they won a Super Bowl with him, but that defense is really what carried them that year. But you, you don't even want to look up Peyton Manning's numbers the last year of his career because, as yeah, you said, you go right away yep. when, it, when it starts to go down. But, um, yeah, I mean, we talked about Ryan Leaf. I mean, Manning, we're, we're starting to get into that draft range, but clearly you talk about number one picks that did work out. I think the Colts are very satisfied with the ending on this one. Big time. Yep. Can't go wrong with that. That's for sure. But uh, I, I can't wait to see first five games, five, six games. Yeah, we'll Just know. like Peyton. We'll know really quickly. No, I think I think it's a good point. We'll know. And by the way, for the record here, Joe and I were debating before the yes. show as to whether or not this was actually Peyton Manning or Eli Manning. And we've come to the conclusion that based on the neck being very long, this is definitely Peyton Manning. That's not correct. Eli. Yeah, no, it, that dark blue Colts jersey. That it, it, I, it, yeah. you could say it would be maybe Eli. Yep. But yep. I mean, come on, uh, Brett Levy, Danny Olkers—they're too good for that. They're yeah, not going to make. I was going to say they, they, not even they could come up with. Not that. even them. And in fact, all before we started the show, we were blaming them for putting in the wrong pick. Pretty much for about twenty minutes. <laughs> we were throwing them right under the bus until Joe's like, "Make that uh, screen a little bigger." Craig. Uh, yeah, like, hey, yeah. You know what? They may have got it right on this yep. one. Yep. Yeah. So true. <laughs> so they did. And then the final one, we're going back to 2008, this day in history, April 18, 2008. The NBA owners uh, changed the landscape of the NBA forever in the Pacific Northwest. No more Seattle Sonics relocated to Oklahoma City. And it seems commonplace at this point now. Yeah. And OKC does roll off the tongue in terms of the NBA. It's so strange they couldn't get Seattle to work there, Joe. Like, yeah. that's just... I feel like if they're going to bring a team back in the NBA eventually, they probably should go to Seattle. They had a long, good history, really good teams that went to the championship as well. Yep, I agree. Sort of, sort of I, bizarre that they couldn't couldn't make that work. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see what the future brings. But, yeah, it's uh, very, very strange to me, especially in that city. That's always been a – it's been a good sports town. Good sports town. That always really has good. been. So Yeah, and a growing area of, of people mm -hmm. in, the, in the country too. But Yep. It's kind of uh kind of strange not having a team in Seattle, but nope. on to OKC. All right, so fantasy sports birthdays for April the 18th. Here it is. Oh, it's Willie Roth. Nice, Willie. The picture is Willie Roth. That's right it. <laughs> okay, so the picture is me. Yeah, it's true. What is that? 1979 crap. What is that? What's that? What's 79? <laughs> Oh, you are getting all big, Katie. Unbelievable. Yeah, get close there, Mish. It's 73. I see it. I, I was like, did, did they really put a 79 up there? I'll, <laughs> I'll take that right now. Give me 79 right now. That's exactly it. So, folks, yeah. it is my birthday on Saturday. For those of you who are watching the show, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Craig Mish. It is my birthday. Celebrating in a pandemic. It's already bad enough every year, Joe, that they got to have my birthday during Passover, and I can't eat any bread or anything else. 
this year on top of the no bread or anything else, it's also, you know, you can't even leave the house. But my wife and I have been in negotiation uh, tonight to uh, potentially get a pizza. So we'll nice. see. Nice. Very nice. Willie Rofe, born in 1970, one of the great offensive linemen of all time. Goes without saying, awesome for the New Orleans Saints for many, many years. Derek Brooks, a, a college football mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, pro football Hall of Famer. I'll always remember, born on the same day in 1973. Yep. And uh, Miguel Cabrera, who I know very well from here in South Florida. And actually, last year, I uh, tweeted out that it was both of our birthdays. I thought that was pretty cool, too. So really, Miguel Cabrera, really a lot of cool. Hall of Famers there, and then me. A big crew of people there, man. That's an impressive day. Yeah, yeah, not a bad, not a bad A team. Been a so, terrible uh, last on, couple of weeks, but we on, really culminated it there. Yeah, we brought it big. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Rotoware, courtesy of of that shirt that you see there. And on Monday, Joe, I'll tell you what I ended up getting for my birthday. Good, can't wait to hear it. Paper towels, baby. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Have a toilet paper, you're good to go. I man. never, still haven't got those paper towels delivered to me. No, I told you, go to your neighbors. They got them. They've been celebrating with your paper towels. I'm going to have to tough neighborhood, dude. Tough neighborhood. All right. If you're watching the show on Sunday, well, then this day is for you. Mm. We've got this day in fantasy sports for April the 19th. And today, of course, we celebrate some more uh, NFL draft stuff. This yep. day in fantasy sports history. Orlando Pace was the first pick overall by Very the nice. Los Angeles or St. Louis Rams, excuse me, was mm-hmm. St. Louis at the time. And, um, and I would say, Joe, that that worked out. He ended yes. up in the Hall of Fame. He was with the greatest show on turf for a bunch of years as well. And I, and I don't think that anybody would have a complaint. I mean, a lot of people look at offensive linemen and say it's not sexy, it's not fun. But this is one of those situations where it worked. Yep. They, they, they got him, and they kind of fell upon Kurt Warner at quarterback, and they traded for Marshall Falk, and things worked out. Yep. I love it. One of the, uh, one of the better picks uh, in franchise history, that's for sure. Maybe the best. Yep. Michael Spinks in 1986 beats Larry Holmes for the heavyweight championship. And boy, this was a time that was just an absolute disaster in boxing. Uh, this is around the time, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that Mike Tyson was in trouble and not yes, around. That's right. They couldn't find any heavyweight champion. They were bringing back Larry Holmes, George yep. Foreman. Yep. It was getting real ugly. And Spinks did have his day. He, he won did. a couple of fights. And this yeah. was one of the big ones. And yeah. then when, when uh, it was a uh, he was a character, man. Tyson came back and then put an end to him. Yeah, that was the end of that. I, I think he just I think he breathed on him and he fell and that was it. So that was another one of those first round uh, knockouts for Tyson. Uh, there were a lot of them. And we would pay fifty dollars for those two. Damn straight we would. <laughs> I'd pay for it right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 1992, some guy named Dennis Rodman of the Detroit Pistons, and I believe this was his second year, ends up winning the NBA rebound title, averaging 18.7 rebounds per game. And to this day, Joe, there's never been anybody like Dennis Rodman in the NBA. A guy that just specifically does one thing, couldn't score, all he could do is rebound, ended up winning championships, of course, with the Bulls, ended up winning championships with the Lakers. And, and not with the Pistons, but this is where it all got started. And if you want to say, like, give me the la- the top five most popular players in the last 30 years in the NBA, Dennis yep. Robbins is probably going to be on that list. That's correct. And guys tolerated him. Uh, guys put up with his uh, shenanigans and craziness because they knew it didn't make a darn bit of difference what he did off the court. When he was on the court, they knew exactly what they were going to get from him. So um, they, Jordan and company, they put up with a, a lot of crap. They didn't care as long as he showed up and, uh, and played, which is exactly what he did. That's right. Yep. That's right. True story. Uh, you know, Des Robin lives in South Florida mm-hmm. and at a golf tournament many years ago. I was walking out of the tournament. I don't remember what I was covering it. I don't know what I was there for. He uh, he was walking out also, or he was like a few steps ahead of me. He turns back, flips me his car keys. Right. And I catch it, and he's like, uh, you know, give it a wash. I'll be back in 30. I'm Priceless. Like, like, what? Priceless. I'm like, Priceless. what? I'd have been like, all right, I'll be, I'll be back. I'll be right. I'll be back. And like, like my face was just like, what? He could tell right away that I wasn't washing the car. And you would have thought at that very moment he would have, like, ran after me to get the keys. But he, yeah. like, kept still walking. I'm chasing him with the keys. Yeah. Like, dude, you're – yeah, I, I, I no could have just taken his car and just left. That's what I would have done. <laughs> I don't, I, and he would have driven to that, that uh, adult video. Uh, that car wash with the windows open and dropped it right back off for him. Here you go, man. True story. <laughs> Asked me to wash his car. That is awesome. 2013, uh, New York Mets' Matt Harvey – 
Improves to 4-0, and beating Steven Strasburg, and is the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history to start his career 4-0, and giving up 10 hits or less in four right. straight starts. What a sad ending to yes. the dark night, man. I mean, we all thought Matt Harvey was a Hall of Famer. We all thought that he was going to be the best that we've ever seen, and he really was for a very short period of time. And look, I'm a lot. Of, you know, some folks are blaming his career on like his partying and all that stuff. And I know that's part of the postscript. But he had thoracic outlet sy- uh, syndrome. No one comes back from that. Joke. Exactly. Like once, once you hear that any pitcher has that, yeah, I- I'm still waiting for a pitcher to come back from that and pitch at a high level. Yeah, yeah. It was over. He was never coming back for that. So I'm, um, I'm shocked. As a matter of fact, that. Uh, he was as good as what he was prior, and the fact that he even came back in, in some capacity was, was pretty darn impressive. 2013 uh, All-Star game in, in uh, City mm-hmm. Field. I was there. Matt Harvey and uh, Jose Fernandez pitching back-to-back in that game. That yeah. was not that long ago. I mean, that when you think about it. like, yeah. And they were both young players at the time. Uh, you never would think that the outcomes would be no. so different. No. Two of the games... Uh, Brightest stars, too. It was At the crazy. time, yeah. Yep. I remember in spring training, taking crazy. pictures of both of them. Anyway. Yep. Okay, uh, this day, fantasy sports birthdays for April the 19th. Uh, Hall of Famer Troy Palomalu, recent Hall of Famer of the Pittsburgh Steelers, born in 1981. Mm. Joe Maurer, a lot of debate on him as to whether or not he's headed to the Hall of Fame in a few years. Interesting candidate. We can talk about that. Born in 1983. Very interesting. Candace Parker, one of the... Greatest women's basketball players of all time, WNBA yep. star. Maria Sharapova, who just re- released, uh, re- recently retired, excuse me, tennis mm-hmm. star. And uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. in Major League Baseball of the Boston Red Sox, born in 1990. But yeah, we were uh, you know, doing the Fantasy League Legends uh, draft yes. the other night, Joe, and Maurer was you know available and he was on the board. And uh, you know, my co-host at the time, Howard Bender, and I were debating it. and he was And he was saying that in terms of fantasy, he brings up a good point that he was kind of a bust a few times because yes. of the one year that he had. He had 28 home runs, Joe Maurer, and then didn't really hit a lot of home runs the rest of his career. But the one thing about Maurer, Joe, is that this guy would bat 330, 340, 350. And I know that he finished Correct. off playing first base at the end of his career. I, I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I'm not going to rule out him getting there either. I'm, I'm not really sure. what. I'm going to guess he probably doesn't end up in there. But I, I think there's a case to be made for him as well because of the position that he played at catcher. I just don't think you're ever going to see catchers getting into the Hall of Fame yeah. because their numbers, they, they don't start anymore. Catchers don't play 150 games. That's it correct. doesn't happen. It doesn't. And I'm not a guy that was – he had his moments, consistency, yeah. longevity, made a lot of money. I, you know, people are, I didn't live up to the – yeah. I was uh, the that's, guy was a part of the deal too, you know? well, I, and I understand all that. But you get over two thousand hits as a catcher, and your lifetime batting average is three hundred. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I it's, yeah. I mean, it's, but that one thing has got nothing to do with it. He was a damn good baseball player for a long, long time. Yeah. No. And I and look, he he had one year where he hit twenty eight home runs, and the rest of his career was essentially yep. him hitting you know five six, six right. you know, ten home. Yep. And I look, and I and I understand it, and I think that's that's definitely part of it. Um, okay, so uh, coming up next here on the show, well, in case you missed it earlier in the week, we had Gray Albright from Razball on the show, and we focused on a lot of the sequels. Yes. Uh, sequel movies, sequels we liked, sequels that we didn't like. And so, uh, Joe, I would ask you, uh, over the weekend, any plans to watch any good movies before we turn it over and get Gray Albright's thoughts on, on some of the classics? No, I'm going to be doing a lot of a uh, lot of studying for the upcoming uh, draft there on Thursday, and I will be watching the conclusion of uh, Tiger King there, the new episode. I have not. Yes, so I will uh, I will bang that out so we uh, we can sit here and debate on uh, where they're all going to land in another five years. So okay, fair yes. enough. Well, I am I am going to go have some cake. Yes, and a very happy birthday to Thank you, me. man. Enjoy yourself. Thank you very much. Yep. Before we do that, we'll hear from Gray Albright of Raz Ball. Mm-hmm. He's coming up next. He was on our show Friday. We'll play that mm-hmm. back for you. Yep. Don't forget, Joe and I will be back, of course, on Monday for another edition of Fantasy Sports Today, leading you right up until that NFL draft on Thursday night. We have some really big plans for it, but we're not going to let – I'm going to let the guys at SportsGrid let that cat out of the bag exactly what we're going to be doing. Perfect. Also, make sure you like and subscribe to this show. Head on over to YouTube. 
If you're not watching the show live, like and subscribe and click the notifications, turn them on with that little button. And by the way, all of the uh, 30 te- 32 teams in the NFL, we got previews on there, two-minute previews, real quick, yep. exactly what we think potentially may happen in the NFL draft coming up on Love Thursday. It. Yep. So don't go anywhere. Uh, Joe and I will be right back with a fun conversation with Gray Albright from Razball.com. And then we will say so long to you and be back on Monday. So don't go anywhere. More Sports Grid, Fantasy Sports Today, Weekend Edition, right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show as we bring in Ray Albright of Razball and Razball.com. Always curious to see what in the world is Gray up to this week. Is it a new hat, a new pair of glasses? This pandemic has certainly taken its toll on the king of Razball. Gray, thanks for coming on the show. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. Uh, can I uh, can I talk about the glasses for a uh, brief second? You got three minutes and eight seconds. Wow. Okay. We are well, not short on time. Hey, yeah. could you count? Could you count me in? <laughs> All right, three, go. Two. <laughs> All right. So I uh, I was in Europe uh, this past uh, December January. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, say this past month, I dare you. I double <laughs> dare you. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this past week. I, uh, no, so anyway, so I was in Europe, and um, my wife was buying all kinds of nonsense, spending all kinds of money. So I was like, I'm going to spend money. I mean, so I was like, so she's like, well, what are you going to spend money on? You don't buy anything for yourself ever, which is true. But I was like, ah, <laughs> this time I am going to spend money. And I'm buying these glasses, and I never really wanted to wear them, but they were so expensive. Now I I own a pair of spike glasses, basically. Oh, I, I saw that show. That's <laughs> yeah. that nice. I'm wearing these glasses simply because she was buying a lot of stuff, and now I have glasses that I used to wear contacts every day, but now I'm like. Oh, no. I was gonna say, do you really need them, or are they just for good looks? They're total. They're cosmetics only, of course. And what about the hat? What happened to the hat? I know my hat was a. uh, That was actually was my wife's hat. She just bought it, and she never wore it, and it was so expensive. See, I'm actually very thrifty, so I was like, "If you're not gonna wear the hat, I'm gonna wear it because someone's wearing that stupid hat you bought." (laughs) We did like the worst sequels of all Mm -hmm. time in movies. I didn't. I didn't want to prep you for it because I didn't know, like, if you if you, you really want, had a strong opinion on it. You didn't, want to, you didn't want to give me a heads up about what we might be talking about. No, so I, I wanted to like throw it out at you. You're much. You're much better when I tell you nothing before the show. <laughs> I uh, yeah no. Let me see. So the worst sequels of all time. Yeah, like what would you think the worst sequel of all time is? I can give you a couple. A couple of mine. I uh, yeah no. I mean. There's so many. I mean, all right, let me let me put them up there for you. So here's an idea of what his worst were of all time. There. So if you can see that, honestly, don't even think I've su- I saw like any maybe. of those. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought a couple of them were fake. <laughs> I didn't really believe a couple. Of them. They did an Anchorman too. Like what? <laughs> I was like, Zoolander too. Since when? Oh, I love it. Trash uh, yeah. you there, Mish. He's trashing you. Listen, you know, I mean, Gray's a very accomplished writer, and I thought you, know, yeah. you could have an opinion on that. No, I, I feel like there isn't, uh, there's actually much better, what is the best sequels versus the worst sequels? Okay, so we, we did that should, too. But don't show him. No, 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 don't show him. You're giving it away. Oh, no. He's going to hate all of you. He hasn't seen these no. either. I first, like, what? <laughs> That's the best one of all time. <laughs> uh, was, was that a movie or what? What was that? I don't remember that. I, uh, yeah, no. I, let me see. I actually never really got into action movies at all. No. I, uh, I, comedy? No, I, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, drama. 
I, uh, beaches no, I or like what do you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, I, I write comedy, but I don't really watch it because oh. I don't. I feel like I see things coming more with that. Where I actually, I don't really see. I don't see that many dramas either. To be totally honest, <laughs> it's going I, very well. I'm like Sophie's Choice. Like, what are you uh, doing no, here? We get the uh, we get the screeners. Like, uh, I know that's why I bring it up because all the movies you say, "Hey, I'm going to see this." What do you guys think? Yeah, you know? yeah no, exactly. So uh, we see the screeners, but uh, by nature of that, it's like they only send you good movies. So I don't see like, and I'm like, you know, when people are like, "Oh my God, did you see like it too?" I'm like, I didn't see it one. I don't care. <laughs> What's your go-to movie, man? I mean, if you if it was on, you'd have to stop and watch it. You've had to watch some movies during uh, the whole time. You know what actually was interesting? No, it's, I don't know. I uh, I saw Richard Jewell this past weekend. Did you guys okay. see that? I know I know it exists. I have not seen Great it. Great movie. Okay. Okay. Great so movie. Anyways, we, uh, so we, we sat down to watch this. I didn't realize what a raw deal this guy oh, got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got so And you know what? That dude who played him looks just, just like he looked. You know, he, Richard Jewell passed away. But that dude who played him in the movie... It's the spitting image of who Richard Jewell was. Amazing. He was really good. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, wow. Because I, I honestly, because see, when that happened, I then, well, <laughs> I'm gone. It, may, it sounds like I go to Europe all the time. But right after that happened in 96, <laughs> I went to Europe. I was in London. Not uh, snobby did, at all, brother. Not no, snobby not, at all. No, nope. Exactly. <laughs> like totally like down to earth. Very. <laughs> middle of America, middle America. That's right. No, honestly. So I go to Europe for like right after the Atlanta Olympics happens. I go to Europe for like six months, and I come back. Well, the well, the actually a, a side note was I was in the states. I go to Europe, and the Spice Girls "Wannabe" is like the biggest song ever. And then I come back to the states, and it's still the biggest song. Ever. So I got like two years of the Spice Girls. Anyway. So I went to Europe right when the Richard Jewell thing happened, and then I never knew the outcome. So I swear to God, I must have been—I must have missed that year of my life because I, I could have sworn he actually was guilty. Mm. Like that's all I remembered. It was like so sad what they did to him. I mean, yeah, really- and, and he cleared house because he sued them all. The NBC, you know, thank goodness for that lawyer that backed him because nobody else believed him. Like it was bittersweet because I mean he still was like. A loser who lived with his mom. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No offense to our audience. No trips to Europe for him, Gray. <laughs> well done, Gray. <laughs> you want to start talking politics? <laughs> You're out of way, right here. <laughs> See listeners out there. Uh, oh, I can't. I can't. Uh, he, he does that a lot. Gray, just ignore that. Oh, my. Joe, Joe's got a good laugh. Sometime like six months, you're killing so, me, man. Uh, you're killing me. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> so and then we saw Little Women, which was really bad. Oh. I, I don't even know. Like, my wife was like, You don't know this story? I was like, No, I don't, I don't know. No feminist, yeah, I'm not watching that. This. Little Women, I don't know. This. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I mean, it's such an awful movie. Um, and that is actually a sequel to Little Woman. No, it's not. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I can't. <laughs> All right, so uh, no recommendations, I guess. We can move on. No, 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 no. So the best uh, sequels are, God. I would say, Godfather, Empire Strikes Back. Those were, uh, yeah. I also really, you know, I, I I was saying before, because I was, I don't really watch action movies, but uh, Indiana Jones was great. Ah, I think the yes. sequels and everything, like, really yeah. good. Yeah. Joe brought that one up. Yeah, Temple. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't see it on the list there, so that's why I brought it up. But Are yeah, you Kevin you know, Smith. Fan? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what we do, what we do on the show, Gray, is I, I come up with the list, and then Joe tells me they're all wrong. Pretty much forgot about this. Yeah, 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 like, best much. home run hitters of all time. Joe's yeah. like, how about Babe Ruth? I'm like, I didn't have him. Yeah, he wasn't there. I don't know. I forgot. Yeah. It's terrible list. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Why, why do you even bother? It's like you told me to do this. No, it's true. Like fantasy rankings. You know, oh, we go one through ten. He's like, you know, Joe's like, right? What about Acuna? I'm like, what do you mean? I don't have him. Oh, I forgot. Uh, terrible. It's a post-produced show, Craig. That's the way it looks. Oh, Did you see that Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster are both coming back on mm. NBC? You see that? Oh, no, I didn't. Is, uh, Pun- did Punky Brewster get out of the refrigerator? I- I feel like that was- no, that wasn't her. 
Oh, the series didn't end with her trapped in a refrigerator. Oh, you're right. I think it did. Something that's, like that happened. That's uh, very good, by the way. That's they, a good call. Yeah, yeah. that's a very good no, call. It's very emotional. I, for like five years, I was worried I was going to get trapped in a refrigerator or something. Mm. Yep. I was like, oh, my God, can you get trapped in a microwave? What is mm-hmm. with appliances in this house? Open them all. Don't close any. I'm scared. Do you think you think Alf holds up today? Alf? Oh, yeah. What a great show. I, You know, anything really with furry aliens, I think, yeah, holds up. Good point. Um, that's a good point. Fraggle Rock <laughs> holds up. Wow. Uh, he Fraggle Rocked us. Wow. That's impressive. That's Land of the Lost. Yep, very uh, impressive. Any 80s nonsense really holds up well. Good point. Okay. Let, let's, uh, it's old as uh, new again. Alf was really... No, Alf was a great show. What was... Uh, Wait till they get a load of me. What was his catchphrase? I forget. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> the Joker. I don't know. Same show. <laughs> Close enough. We just right. saw the Joker recently. That was actually really that good. That was good. I'm surprised yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm not really usually a uh, Marvel person, but I. Uh, what person are you? We have Very still yet to establish that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like. I don't know. Very I mean, motivational I like, that movie. <laughs> literally, what have you been doing for the past month? I, I made I made some tomato sauce the other day. I haven't done anything wow. really. Parsnips. No, I know parsnips, right? Exactly. <laughs> don't give me the parsnips again, please. No, I don't want parsnips. parsnips. Oh. All right, so so every week we check in and we ask you about what do you think is going to happen with baseball. You have a lot of subscribers and people that are asking. Uh, have we changed at all from last week to this week? I think last week no. we were, it was before we heard about Florida and Arizona being a possibility. Now we have that as a possibility. Players yesterday, Gray came out and said, uh, not players, excuse me, the Athletic mm-hmm. reported yesterday that the players, uh, basically their agreement with the owners was to get paid in full only with the idea that fans would be in the stands. Now the owners are saying that basically back to the players. So if they are going to play a season, they're going to have to like do an almost whole negotiation again if there are no fans in the stands. I mean, I don't know if that really means anything for fantasy, but that's just kind of the update there. Yeah. No, I would actually probably feel like exactly the same as last week where nothing's really changed. I, I, think, I think so. A lot of, yeah, what were you going to say? I think so, but I do think there's going to I, – I feel strongly that they're going to play. Mm. Yeah, I feel, I feel they're going to play. I think that yeah. there's too much discussion for them not to play at this point. No. I don't know what it's going to look like, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I felt the same way ever since like they delayed the season, and I think it's not going to necessarily uh, like we don't know what it's necessarily going to look like yet. My uh, gut feeling is saying July 4th, hundred game season, something in that range, but we don't know what it's going to be. But there's going to be, I feel like there's going to be baseball. There's not going to be fans. I don't know if there's going to be fans. Oh, you know what actually is an interesting uh, thought experiment? Like, baseball, like, MLB has a reason to exist because of TV revenue and, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of mouths to feed. But do you play the minor league season at all? I don't think so. Right? I mean, so there's yeah. no minor league season. So does that mean, like, guys that are on the cusp are up in the majors then to start the season? Or I, I think there's a yeah, development. Yeah, there's a discussion about a reserve list that they would have mm. where each team would potentially have five to ten players right. that they would bring with them that would work out with the team, that would get paid as minor leaguers, that would be with the team, but only could be used in the case where they call somebody up and down or injuries. And then that five to ten list, when I heard that, you know, the question that I asked back, wait, what happens if somebody has ten injuries? <laughs> like, what if this is the Yankees of last year, right? Yep. Like, that's right. not going to be enough, so... I mean, it, maybe maybe it's a reserve list with the idea that they can even go even deeper than that if they need to, Gray, by bringing somebody else in. Look, I, I, it's a great question. I, I don't I don't have an answer to it. No, exactly. Like, and then that for fantasy. So does that mean guys like you know Mackenzie Gore, Monty Harrison, uh, Matt Manning, Casey Mize? Are these guys then suddenly are they more interesting for fantasy because there's a better chance that they're on the roster, or are they actually you know not on the roster because people don't want to start their service time. I would get. I would guess if I thought it through that all of the pitchers, if they had a reserve list and the pitchers were on it, it would make them more valuable. Mm. But any young pitcher who was not on some sort of reserve list for the majors, if they were not on that list, Gray, I would not draft at all in fantasy because that would essentially mean 
I don't think you're bringing in a reserve pitcher to just start throwing right. in a game. But, like, there would have to be some hey, sort of so, spring training for them or something. Right. Like that. So that is even then suddenly, like, your uh, minor league roster, whoever play, whatever players are brought onto that reserve list, those players are suddenly, like, so much more valuable in fantasy because they have an actual, they have a legit shot of making, of, of getting real playing time if there's an injury or, if, you know, for whatever reason they play. But a guy who doesn't make that reserve list suddenly is, that's like at the end of August in a regular season when the rosters expand and someone doesn't get the call to come up. It's like that guy is totally useless. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah like, that's, it feels that's like that. Major for a, uh, you know, for like a July 1st, if the, if it is like July 1st, which I've been saying, if it is a July 1st cutoff, that is a major moment as big as like a trading deadline or anything for like fantasy leagues. That's good. Yeah. yeah, they would probably have to designate players. And if they did, and, you know, let's use five or ten as the example, because I don't think that they're going to let every major league team designate 30 players to have them work out with them in Arizona and Florida unless they're all in their individual facilities. And by the way, right. if they were, Greg, and they were all at their individual facilities in Florida and Arizona. They could have their whole minor league systems there and pay them all because they're all that's what they do during the minor leagues. They have them all in at their spring training camp. So every team could have their triple A, double A team without a doubt. In just in the back, getting ready and, and playing against each other and having scrimmages, even if there is no season. But if all of the teams are in Arizona, the major league teams, the minor league season's done. I mean, that's it. Like it's a reserve list of ten guys. And in fantasy, yeah, if, if if you draft a guy that's on that reserve list, you got a much better shot of that guy playing than not having a clue going into the fantasy season. I think that's a totally. good point. Yeah, what yeah, are no. the guys are going over? So what about China, going to Asia, Taiwan, Korea, anything along those lines? Some of these uh, guys, I mean, what's the option if you're not going to be reserved? Minor right? leaguers, yeah, they're under, you know, Joe, they're under contract with their major league teams technically. So right. uh, maybe maybe they have an than exemption. playing than not playing, though? You oh, know? I agree, I agree. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll dive into that next week. Great. Wait. Thanks again for uh, for coming I, on the show. I had a question, though. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Okay, real quick. Do you think that there's going to be a football season? Because baseball, you're not really touching each other. But football, you think there's going to be a football yes. season? Yes. Yeah. I think we, we, uh, Joe and I both do. Um, uh, the NFL, we talked about this earlier in the show, Gray, uh, less than 20% of their overall revenue that they make is yep. based on fans being at the game. Mm, that makes so sense. They're, they're playing games with nobody there, and they don't care. Yeah. I, that, that's going to happen. College is another story. They make all their money from the kids right. being there. But the NFL is going to play. I think that we would agree on that. Makes sense. All right, we'll talk next week. All right, great. Thanks for coming on the show. And that'll do it for Appreciate our show. It. Thanks to everybody who watched, everybody who tuned in for sure. For my co-host Joe Ranieri, I'm Craig Mish right here on Sports Grid. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day, everybody. See ya. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.